points. Chris Coleman with a monumental effort here at High Sits Arena. leagues in the world outside the NBA. Hashtag see incredible. Hashtag see incredible. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the NBL News Podcast. I'm joined by Aiden once again. What's going on everyone? Hope you're going well. Hope you're all safe. Um, let's, let's try and change it up. We've got to change it up this week. We normally go for each, uh, game for the round, but I think, uh, we've got to change it up. We've got to just go through main pointers throughout the week, main news, and, and just a team that's on fire, maybe a player's on fire and a team that's cold or not doing too well. Uh, it will try and be easier and probably more listenable, listenable. I don't know if that's a word, but, um, more easy to listen for you guys. But uh, yeah, we're just going to change it up a bit, be a bit of a shorter podcast, hopefully. But uh, let's get straight into it, Aiden. Uh, decal issue once again. All right. I love what Felix said on the uh, Trash Talk podcast on um, Sportsbet. If you haven't heard it, definitely give it a listen. Um, really made some good points about the whole situation at the moment. Um, but I, I just say, we saw the Bogut tweet. If you haven't seen it already, he said that. Uh, if players talk about players, club officials talk about the decals on meet on social media or etc., uh, they will be fined now, which definitely caused some uproar in the community. But um, I mean, I honestly think they shouldn't be getting to a point where they keep going through Twitter and everything to try and solve the situation. There's a player association. With Jacob Holmes there, he hasn't been doing much. But what are your thoughts on the decals at the moment? Because you you know a lot about it. Well, in my opinion, the material has changed from last season because there was not as much incidents last season. There wasn't this wasn't a topic. Yeah. In my opinion, this wasn't a big topic last yeah. season. Yeah. The material they use, because I get down quotes like it's just different. It's weird this year. It's like down in Melbourne, it's not as bad as in like Queensland, but it's still an issue, obviously. But it's not the sweat from the decals, guys. It's the material they've been using. Like yeah. some of it is the sweat they used. It's yeah, it, it, it has been odd that they um the they're talking about it more this it. year. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting like, to talk about it more this year. But talk, talk about your your role as a as a court sweeper. You know, you would know well, a lot about the decals. To, to sweep all the sweat off that decal, but what we focus on. But the decal material is different because last year they were just planted and they weren't. You couldn't see any um crease marks when they're playing yeah this year there's a lot of crease marks and mm. i get sometimes confused between crease and sweat so i don't know if they've made it really shit material this year or what let's go yeah i just want to know what fever 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 standard is like they keep saying oh it's fever standard what is fever standard because we see in europe as well they sleep on the the fever standard decals like i don't understand what that means fever standard like what what does that mean it just doesn't make sense it's like they should be safe for players. It shouldn't be at a standard. It should be not slippery at all. No, you know, oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Thankfully, the Sydney King sponsor, Brighton Lawyers, um, re- have asked to remove their decal from the Sydney Kings homes games, which is really, uh, really good for the Brighton Lawyers to, to do something like that. Um, well, they're going to be representing them with a forfeit decal anyway, so... Look, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, it's better off that they actually removed it because they have gained um, recognition 
as a business from removing their decal, the first kind of sponsor to remove their decal for court, they're getting more recognition than just leaving it there and people looking at the game going, oh, yeah, I know about Brighton Laws because of watching a game. They've got to know because they've done this now, which is really good uh, on them. And also, the decals just... They don't, I feel like they should just do what the Fox footy do for, for sport sometimes. When they had the footy, when there was no like sponsors, yeah. they had like LED lights and stuff. Yeah. But it's not my control. So are they Are they making you... They're just different materials. It's just... It's not the same material as last year because last season's material they were flat on the ground. Yeah. This year they're kind of printed. You're telling me that they're making you watch game footage now as a court sweeper. Is that right? Uh no, this is different in general. This is a new role for me. Um. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go on about it. I don't know how much I can say because I haven't been told much, but I'll be doing. Right. Are you putting this in podcast? Are you cutting out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. No, it's like we're gonna be watching a few games. We're gonna record what time they fell, what decal it was, and. Yeah, that, yeah, that's in, that's yeah. interesting now. That the that's that's groundbreaking. I got to say because I don't think anyone's heard about this. But if the NBL is adding new roles to staff like like you, um, to watch game tape and specifically focus on the decals, I've seen in them recent games in the NBL Cup that during the timeout, there's like they just go for the decals. There's about twenty people on each decal just sweeping it up. I'm exaggerating. Well, that's the goal. But they just the stop the cup. Yeah, I mean they they're really trying to make an impact on it because it's such a big issue now. So it's really interesting that they're making new jobs for you, Aiden, for just decals, pretty much. Well, let's just hope when someone's going to decal, they don't get freaking knocked out by one of the cheerleaders, but we won't <laughs> Anyway, let's move on to uh, Ryan Brockhoff and Brandon Paul, both now in Melbourne, out of quarantine, two weeks. Brockhoff will not play uh, tonight's game in the uh, throwdown against United, but Paul, he could play... This week, this Friday, I believe they play Thursday, Thursday or Thursday, but I don't think he'll play this week. He'll probably play Sunday. Uh, so is Brockhoff. I think he'll play Friday against Cairns. Um, but good to see them arrived. Um, I'm excited to see Brockhoff in Phoenix colors. Uh, I'm excited to see Brandon Paul, see what he does um, to the 36s. They definitely need something right now. And uh, it's perfect time for Brandon Paul to arrive. It'll be good to see Ryan down at the game today, even though he's not playing. That's all I'm saying. It'll be great to see him down at the game. Yeah, he back will be at the game. He'll be sitting at the back there. Um, but I really would have would have been cool to see him in the front there. But even if Brandon Paul and Brockhoff, they play this week, they've got to be on minutes restrictions. We know that um, they just come out of two weeks from quarantine. So don't expect too much from them. Um, in my opinion, they should take a week off in general and then get the fitness up. But... Yeah, that's that's true. That's very true. Um, Cup's important. So. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to uh, a bit of who's hot, who's not. Uh, the Bullets, i got to say, they are the team that beat at the moment. So are the Wildcats, but i got to say the Bullets. Um, they're the win. Well, the Bullets did beat Perth and United, two top teams, the two top teams at the moment, clearly. Um, and Bullets are making a real good push. There's still a, long, a lot of uh, the season to go, but they're making a real hard push for the finals now. Imagine Will Magnate his team right now. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Imagine, In, imagine instead of ha- instead of Harry Froling. No, instead of um well, even if Harry Froling was there, instead of Orlando, for example. Yeah, it's actually yeah, instead of Orlando Johnson. But uh, Matt Hodgson, he's he shocked me. That game against Melbourne United, he had 24 points. I don't want to the talk about possessed. that huge dunk on Mason Pedling, but it was geez, it was insane. Um that dunk to see. But 
Um, the Bullets, they're Vic Law's going. Nathan Sobey, please, please put him in the Boomer squad already. Jeez. Um, is doing some stuff. Yeah, he's starting to get the hang of it now. Um, but the, the Bullets, they're the team to beat. Um, Andre Lamanis has finally got his crew together. And um, Matt Hodgson is, I don't well know. Well on to Jason Kinnick. Had four fouls in the first quarter and then played a well, he didn't get much court time, but he didn't get his fifth foul. I'm just surprised because they didn't fail. But... Yeah, they're, they're finally gelling together. Um, I think they're better the off than Mark Patterson right now. But um, Drimmich is doing and... good. Krebs getting a couple big threes. Um, they are definitely the team to beat right now. When you beat Perth and Melbourne, you have gained a lot of confidence for the rest of the season. And where the team that is cold at the moment is Brian Gordon's Hawks. I mean, it's, it's kind of a lot of question marks. What's going on there? They started off uh, undefeated. They started off undefeated, and now they're getting 30-point losses to the Wildcats. It's like, what's happening? Well, we do forget they beat LA, but LA's LA. So yeah. You know. About a 30-point, well, almost a 30-point loss. They got killed by the Wildcats. It's just, I find it quite interesting. Tyler Harvey and Jessup's just gone quiet, to be honest. Tyler Harvey and Justin are kind of still there. And and what Corey said, Corey Williams said uh, on the overtime last night, he said Ding Adele needs to fire up. He's he's an NBA, a former NBA player. He was and good last game when they played in State Basel Center. He was great. And now he's just gone Yeah, quiet. he had he's one so... good game against Phoenix where they got that big win. And then he's just gone back to... No, no, it wasn't know. against Phoenix. It was um the State Basel game against, what was it, Adelaide. When Josh Gideon yeah. or that. Yeah, when they got that win. Um, but yeah, the Hawks, they haven't been playing too well um recently, last couple of games. Um, and Dengadel definitely needs to step up in that team. Dengadel's like Anthony Drimmick. They both don't play they both play in patches. Not no no disrespect to them. They're yeah. both playing patches. Yeah, I mean, you've you gotta have your cold patches here and there, and I think the Hawks will get back into uh yeah. finals form. But Dengadel Time's running out for him to step up, I, I believe. I mean, if he, if he wants to make the NBA again next year, he's got to be able to to turn this Hawks team around, led by Let's him. Let's talk about New Zealand. New Zealand yep. has been looking good. New Zealand, they're, they're finally... I think it's Lamar Patterson. I know people make jokes about him, his fat jokes, you know, whatever. It's not that fat, but, to be honest. Yeah, whatever. But honestly... The Breakers just look like a better team without him. I just, I have to be brutally honest here. Ty Webster, Corey Webster, they're getting more opportunity to shoot the ball. And I know they're, they're taking about 50-odd shots a game each. Um, but they, you know, they're working together. This um, Abercrombie and Delaney on the out. court more. Um, Cole Marvison's actually playing pretty good. So, I mean, the Breakers are, are in um, good form. And I think... I think they're playing better with Lamar Patterson. I just, I just see it. Well, if they bring Lamar back, when Lamar comes back or if he comes back, they need to bring if, him off the bench. Yeah. They can't start him. Yeah, yeah, definitely come off the bench um, and start Corey Webster. I mean, that the Webster brothers, very good backcourt. Um, I'd say maybe the best backcourt in the league at the moment, other than Ware, Vasiljevic, they're pretty good backcourt. Um, but we did see on overtime, Last night, Liam Santamaria mentioned that the Breakers have something up their sleeve that replacement Aiden. It stands to twelve. I'm telling you, it Well, no, he, it with Roblo, with Roblo probably out for the rest of the season, going back to New Zealand, um, would be a local big. But I don't. They got Karen Galloway, 
And Dentrius, I don't see what I need to sign another uh, another local big. Um, well, I reckon it's a combo. I reckon it's a shooting on a small forward. Yeah, or they could be getting a new import to replace Lamar Patterson. Well, the thing is, Lamar is injured, so they can get an import replacement by Kendall. I think if I was a breakers, if I was a breakers right now, I'd be getting a new import for Lamar Patterson. I'd get a defensive guy, a Tory Craig-like player, in my opinion. They need a defensive guy. Uh, I know Abercrombie... Well, the only player I know that's been training with him, like, ages, well, he's not training with him now, but training with him ages ago is James Cobb, but... Yeah, maybe it's him. That's a good... Um, for a local big, but I, I would want for Kona well, not to... a local, I don't I would, I would honestly, if any local, I would want for Kona to finish off his uh, career with the Breakers because they already got Galloway, they got Trist. It'd be cool to see Pekona just get a bit of run out there for the Breakers. Yeah, um, no, but Pekona would be like Jervis in my opinion. He'll be... Yeah, that's very true. Um, and I, I definitely want to start competing now. Um, but I think they need a new import, the Breakers, uh, as long as a, a, a good local uh, while Lowe was out. But... Uh, I, I just don't think, as I said, Patterson with the breakers, I don't think it's working at the moment. It clearly hasn't this season. And, you know, he's not going to be in a team for the next four weeks or so. And it's given him a couple more weeks because he's been unfit. You know, you say jokes and everything, but he's, he's not going to be playing MVP like form he was in the Bullets last season. It's got to you know, yeah. take him about 10 weeks to get to that form again, I reckon. So they definitely need a, a new replacement import, in my opinion. But... We'll see what they do. I'm interested to see who they get. Okay, another one. The umpires. The game against South East Melbourne. Perth versus South East. What was that last half? Second oh, the Cam Glidden. Yes, the Cam Glidden foul. Not yes, the Cam a, lot of, a, lot, a lot of uproar um, from, from that foul. But I can. it's a 50-50 call in my opinion. It could no, go either I, way. No, I agree. It's a 50-50, but it was just... But it's just such a... Play. Why I hate it is just such a terrible way to end... A great game. I know Phoenix had the potential to have a game winner, but you know I want to see Cotton shoot Cotton the foul. ball. I don't want. I hate how games foul when someone is it's a a foul like that and they go to the bonus. You know I want to see a shooting foul or a normal field goal to to win the game, not a a free throw because of the bonus. You know, but we move on. Uh, I made a post. Hot I made a post recently place. about the uh, about a potential All Star game. I said, what if there was an All Star weekend? I thought. This is the best time with all the teams in Melbourne. I feel like fans would rather see an all-star weekend than the whole NBL Cup. You know, you get more people to the game in one day. Um, a lot of people seem to interact with the posts, which is really good to see because lots of people do want an all-star game. Um, Larry Kesselman did like the post, so he did notice it, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, but my suggestions was an all-star game between the locals and the imports. Or they could do uh, kind of what the NBA doing, choose two captains and they pick players from there. But I think locals imports would be a very fair and uh, interesting game to watch. Yeah. Uh, three times three rising stars game I suggested. Uh, rookies versus next stars. Um, you know, some different. Three times three game would be cool to see in the all-star game. The NBA hasn't done something like that yet. Um, and I think it could work with the uh, rising stars of rising stars game between rookies and next stars. Uh, dunk contest, obviously, I had Cam Oliver, Orlando Johnson, Deng Deng, Angus Glover, all amazing dunkers, and a three-point contest. Chose one player from each team. But what, what are your thoughts? Should the NBL have an all-star game during the season? Would it work? It would work. I, I, I proposed this to Mike Kelly, actually, during the week when I had a conversation with him. Um, 
he said probably not during the cup since they're all playing a lot of games at once. But it would be if they're having a, like a week during the cup off, then I would think it's okay. Um, yeah. No, I reckon it's a great. You propose just what you had yesterday. Well, you didn't propose it, but you continue Cam Luke's kind of thread about having there. Yeah, I, like, I'm trying to trying to push it. I've always there's, there was one All Star game in 2013 in Adelaide. Um, there was obviously once before that, but um, yeah, it's been a while since we've seen one. And I think it would be a real booster for the NBL to have an All Star game um, at the yeah, moment. We'll see the imports combined get it together as well. To be honest, yeah, definitely. Dunk contest, three point contest, just get more attention to the uh, league. I think it's a great idea, but it's just a matter of if everyone wants to play. I think they would, but um, yeah, a lot of people want to see it. A lot of engagement on that post, um, on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. So uh, it's good to see that fans really want an All Star game. Well, I've got a few shouts to give you about some players that have impressed me during this week. Big yep. Azalea from Southeast Melbourne, definitely. Fifteen points, five assists, five assists, or five rebounds. That's one of them um, against Sydney. Yeah, kept Castle where we and scores through halftime. Pretty good. Player. Yep, Corey Sherville. Who the frick is Corey Sherville? <laughs> yeah, never heard of him until he's, he's been impressed with this season. Yep, apart from Mason Pettin getting dunked on, he's been solid. Yeah, definitely with Jack White injured, he's definitely stepped up. He's just a good unit, he's just anchor. And Simon, play Mike Grant, just give him a few minutes when one more. And Yanni are feeling a bit. I love tired. how they get him the after minutes now. He will be a contracted player next season for sure. He will be backing up someone at the point guard. It will replace Gibbo and the Phoenix next year, I reckon. If Gibbo gets a chat up, it's yeah, not the best chat for you. Uh, let's finish this off with our fantasy teams for the week. Yep. Um, I did with one game day, so I've won a $25 MBL store voucher. Congratulations Ooh. to me. But um, in the uh, normal season fantasy, I was ranked 775 in the round, which is not too good. Uh, I thought I would do well, but I clearly didn't. Uh, <laughs> what about you? What were you ranked this round? 858. I don't, like I scored well, but apparently more people scored more than 150. But <laughs> yeah, John Mooney was un- insane. 320 points as a captain. Should have started this over Jessup. That's all I'm saying. I'm angry at myself. Yeah. Anyway, my trades for the week. I've traded Harry Froling. I've got him in last week, and I realized my mistake as soon as I traded him. But uh, I've brought in Colton Iverson from the Breakers. I think he can... They're playing t- three times this week, the Breakers. I think he can get a couple double-doubles this, this week. Um, and so No Finderlady. No. And I don't know where my second trade at the moment. Don't know where I'm going. I'm potentially training Jessup for Brockhoff. And you might be saying, why are you bringing me in so early? He's still likely to play two games. And I know he's got to have limited minutes. But if he fires up, he could fire up quickly. You know, it's high risk, high reward, but uh, still undecided. Need to make that that confirmed trade soon. But, yeah, what are your trades? Not bad from you. I, I Like I told you during the week, if you get broke off, it's high risk, but a very good reward. Um, I've traded Vic Law. People are like, why would you trade Vic Law? Well, he's playing two games. I, I want to get someone playing three games. So I've brought in Cotton Iverson for Vic Law. Yeah, you catch that, and then I've traded Jessup for Mitch Creek, and Mitch Creek will be my mm. captain. Very good, very good team. Anyway, that will do for another episode of the NBL News Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, see you guys next time. Enjoy the last week of the cup.